2: That light is tripping me out. we bright. Cause we, you see, I had to switch it up. The we setup. I, hey.
1: I learned something like 80, 82, 82 episodes in and hey. I learned something new.
0: That's all right. That's good. <laughs> but learned we look good, new. though,
1: with the light, the new light hey. setup.
0: Yeah, we look good. Yeah, that's you right. You
1: know what I'm saying? Yes, for, for everybody okay. who can't see, I'm uh, these videos, once I get to it, they're going to be posted on our YouTube page. Yeah. And um when you get to episode 82, We bright. We looking good We are
2: here. I should probably move this down. Man. Yeah. So
1: anyways, now that we got all the light, fluffy, fun stuff out the way. Yes. We had to switch up our beverages tonight, I see. This conversation tonight is not a wine conversation. No.
2: Most of our conversations <laughs> are wine conversation. If you've been rocking with us yeah, for any amount of time, you know that most of the time we got a glass of wine.
1: We got a glass of wine.
2: Just like chill, let's talk, you know, let's exchange information, except yeah. there's one episode we did with wine that probably yeah. should have been vodka. Oh, yeah. You remember the... Uh, she touched me but I didn't like it
1: oh oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: yeah so that probably should have been a vodka conversation but tonight is a brew conversation it's a brew. Goodness,
1: um, it's a brew conversation for sure
2: yes because we were going through the stories that people sent us and this I, I don't I'm gonna be honest, I don't know if this is our last episode in telling the stories. Probably
1: not, because they still coming in.
2: They're still coming in and we'll continue to share as share they these come voices. in. We're gonna share these um, voices. But this is probably the one that is the most <laughs> boom impactful.
1: Yeah. This this one tonight is whew, the real real.
2: It is the real real. Yeah. Um I'm gonna say this. I feel like after reading through these stories, I highly encourage any leadership, administration, decision makers, policy makers, um, people in key positions, listen to this episode. Yep. Listen.
1: This the one
2: it's just there's they're um very impactful and people shared their heart they shared what they were thinking yeah they shared the things that they have gone through in the past two weeks they share the things that they've gone through over the course of their lives yeah um and we're gonna jump in it might be a little bit of a longer episode but yeah. um if you
1: need to take a break
2: um, yeah definitely take
1: a break. take a break um i know reading through some of these i had to take a, a mental break yeah um, so if you have to take a listening break, That's right. um, by all means, but we're going to drop the entire, um, episode in one. We're not yeah. splitting it. We're nope. not cutting it in half. We're not cutting it in quarters or any of that.
2: It's like the, when we do trainings and we're like, Hey, you know, just get up and go to the restroom when you need to. Yeah. Kind of one of those. It's just take a break those. if you need to. Yeah.
1: We can grab get through all a them.
2: beer if you need to.
1: Ooh, yeah. We had to switch it up. <laughs> yeah. No wine tonight. Yeah. Straight brew.
2: That's right. Uh, Preface, I think just once again, that as all of um, these people were amazing to just be so open and vulnerable and share their stories. um, One of the things that I've been doing is just disclaiming that I am reading these stories um, so that Daryl has a chance to process and think and respond to them. um, So that is my role in helping to share uh, what you wrote.
1: Ooh. All right, let's jump in because this in. is a lot to get through.
2: It and, is, and we want to share it all. Yeah, we, so.
1: we're just sharing the voices, y'all. Yep. We're not unpacking all of it. <laughs> Listen as many times as you need to to get yep. what you need to out of it. So, yeah. all right.
2: Now, we're going to unpack some of it. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, there's <laughs> some, we there to some the things yeah. that
1: jumped out at us, jumped out at me, <laughs> yeah. you know, so we're definitely going to yeah. give that input. But other than that, like, We just want to try to get all these voices out and get them heard.
2: Yeah, that's right. All right. So we're going to jump in. Let's go. Okay. So the one that we are talking about tonight, the question that we asked was if you had the chance with no repercussions to say what you need to say or to tell your story the way you need to tell it, how would that look? What would that be? And so we're going to talk about that. So people told us. Here we go. First person, white Americans must be willing to be open to listening to the pain and struggle of black Americans. Create policies that are more inclusive and that help change behavior. Mm. (laughs) Two, I would say to stop taking this S so personally. Side note. This is not the end of that person's story, but we did want to say we are, we do try to be something that you could listen to in the car with your children in the car. Um, So we don't want to change any voices, but if there are maybe like curse, considered curse words, then we'll try to omit or replace those. (laughs) But otherwise,
1: yeah. 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 So we'll read that one over. Okay. So let me read that
2: one over. Okay. I would say to stop taking this. S
1: sugar, honey, iced tea.
2: (laughs) So personally, this is a revolution and a movement. This is not about politics. It's about basic human rights. I'm so pissed to keep seeing people try to defend a group of people or saying, well, not all insert group of people are bad. Here's the reality. If there is one quote unquote bad apple, and they have not been held accountable, then that means there is a culture of fear and complacency. If the bad apples are not being held accountable, then there is still some wrong within the organization.
1: Capital W-R-O-N-G. Correct. Wrong.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay, next one. I am just truly upset This is a person we did ask for. Sorry, I keep interrupting. I want to give some context. We did ask people for what their industry that they worked in was. And we got a lot of people who work in K through 12 and in higher education. Um, That is a lot of our network. So this person works in higher education in the nation. I am just truly upset at the university administration. We as black people work hard and give so much to the university and our students. It hurt to see silence for so many days. And when something was finally said, it was trash. Trash. It was the politically correct thing to say. A lot of talk about injustice, systemic oppression, and inclusion of other groups. Other groups are important too, but right now it's about black lives, all caps. The president failed to say Black Lives Matter. My department leader failed to say Black Lives Matter and rightfully acknowledge the pain, frustration and anger that faculty and staff are feeling, but instead addressed the students in an email sent to our division. The lack of compassion, we see it. The silence, we see it. The PC statements, we are over it. They should take a look at the College of Education's letter. They got it right. I cannot believe people leading this institution cannot get it right. Did not consult with anyone before sending out those sorry emails and letters.
1: All of that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Um, I agree. You know, I feel like there were a lot of um, and and this is just not related to my um, university institution. Um, this is just a general statement, but I agree because I saw a lot of presidents and, and administrators first start off by like tweeting out these short little messages to stay within the Twitter numbers of, you know, how they felt and, and everything. And then they came back after the tweet wasn't good enough or they probably got some backlash and dropped what this person said is trash and expected everybody to just be okay with that, and then they had to. Some people even had to come back and clean up the trash that they dropped with another follow up. Um, so it was very frustrating um, because you know to to um, not hear from them, and then all of a sudden they do put out something, and and it was trash. It, it just doesn't feel good. It's just kind of like, oh man, like oh man. So, yeah, I can relate with this person and, um, you know, wherever they are, like I feel with you, like it's just it hurts because you invest so much into your job. I know I do. I I show up. I mean, I know I get paid, but I show up and I do my job and um, then to not receive the support when I feel like I needed it the way I felt like I needed it. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, You might have to help me in context with this one. Okay. Much like Queen Jones said, let's flip roles. 400 turns of Monopoly. You don't get to earn any money or property. The next 50, you can, but then I'm going to burn it all down. Now you can see our lives in this country. I get the Monopoly reference, but Queen Jones, I wasn't familiar with.
1: Um, Queen Jones. Let's see.
2: Oh, let's find out.
1: Yeah, because that one kind of slipped by me, too. And I was just kind of like, I feel like I should know this. Um, and I feel like it's like a a reference to uh, like culture, pop culture, not pop culture, but like our culture. Um,
0: we might have
2: to come back to that. One. Yeah,
1: we have to come back we'll to come that. Back to but that. the Monopoly but one, though, you know, I get that one.
2: Mm. Yeah, there is a meme going around of like that actually shows the timeline of like, slavery segregation and then like the past 50 years and it's really impactful um so definitely i I can see that um the next person said if you could say anything this is like your what do you want to say anything at all and they said help us please
1: help us please
2: help us please The next person said, listen to understand before you speak, put your own biases to the side to listen to black men and women who are screaming out. Let's move forward to put policy and legislation in place to support black issues and eliminate police brutality. Another person said, in my opinion, our leader is not very good at uniting the nation. He causes more division with his actions and words. For a guy who only received 13% of the African-American votes, he should have done more in office to make things easier for our race. This shows how egotistical he has gotten. He feels that he doesn't need us to be reelected. I'm afraid that if he does get reelected, then it might be downhill from there.
1: Yeah. I I say if he gets reelected, like it's going to be doomsday for us because he has nothing else to lose. Like, I feel like he try to, like, throw bones every now and then or like use certain language um, to try to at least make some of the black people feel like, you know, he's he's working on their behalf to an extent. And then he uses all of those people, like all of the I call them show showsmen's. Who like come and they do the prayer and all the pastors and stuff. And I'm just like, think about it. Like once he get in for another four, if that happens, he can't like run again. So we're like useless, dispensable. Like, yeah, it's it's going to be all downhill. Um, So,
2: yeah. <sighs> okay, this one, you say real talk.
1: All right. This is. <laughs> Let me see which one. This one. Okay. Yeah. 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 This yeah. is real oh. talk.
2: Okay. You love black culture, black innovation, and black music, but you hate the thought of us fighting for our liberation from oppression because it makes you uncomfortable. So all I ask is for you, um, parentheses, white people. Wait, parentheses. Yeah, parentheses. yeah,
0: parentheses.
2: White people slash fake allies slash non black folks who bear witness without intervention is to say, is saying you care about black people when all of your actions say otherwise. Just clear the air and say you love what we create and that you hate us.
1: Mm. Oh, man. So and a lot of debates and a lot of conversations have been happening about this, especially in the sports industry yeah, um, with the athletes and, and um, some of the I'm not going to even acknowledge her by name, but um, some ESPN, you know, workers and, and other reporters saying, you know, just shut up and dribble or just shut up and play your sport or just shut up and do this or shut up and do that. Oh, and that's that, you know, all of the she said to LeBron James, um, just shut up and dribble. Um, But like they enjoy, you know, coming to the sporting events and cheering you on as you're participating in the sports. And they're your biggest fans. They buy your jerseys, your shoes. Um, They represent you. Um, But then at the same time. When it comes down to your equality. And your rights, um, you know, they can't be behind you for that. But they'll be behind you as long as you're winning games for their favorite sports team. Um, also, with the music, like they listen to the music. They do all of the challenges on Facebook and all of the dances. They know all of the dances and all of the moves and do everything. And, um, you know, they can even quote some songs, you know, by NWA and all of this. And it's just like. They like the music. They like the dances. They participate in the challenges. The they do um, and know all of the dances and and the artists and the records. And when it comes down to equality and and um, rights and justice, all of a sudden they go missing. You know they out there doing the nay nay and all that stuff. But when it comes down to it, you know they um, can't support you when you're just asking for equality and justice. Um, it, it's the same thing for, um, depending on, you know, your roles, like if you, if you're in powerful roles or if you're in influential roles, like it's the same way they follow you. And as long as you are saying what they want to hear and what they want you to say, they're like, yeah, like we support you, you know? And then as soon as it comes down to equality and rights and justice, then all of a sudden it's like, they go silent or they can't be an advocate because then they get worried or you know I'm just like man like you you, you love the things that we do for you you love the things that we put out into this um, universe but then at the same time you don't like us you can't stand up for us you can't support us fighting for our equality and rights and justice Yeah. yeah
2: um Another person said that they... We asked, like, what would you say if you could say anything without repercussions? And they said, I honestly don't know. Which is which is also very telling. Yeah. Um, another person said, put God first and love one another. Stop judging people by the color of their skin. Another person said... Mm. Oh, you're just reading it?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Another person said, F you, if you think your life is more valuable than mine because of my skin color.
1: <laughs> Hold on. F you, if you think your life is more valuable than mine because of my skin color. F you. Yeah. All right, you can go to the next one. I just want yeah. to read that one.
2: <laughs> Another person said stop judging people by the color of their skin, but by their actions each environment does this so effortlessly it's almost second nature. They look down upon African-Americans when we're trying to be in the specific environment to grow. Mm. Another person said systemic racism exists. If you honestly don't see that there's a problem, then maybe you need to check yourself in the mirror. Another person said, first I would ask them to recognize their privilege because it is powerful. Acknowledge that white supremacy and patriarchy is baked into our social structure and it causes harm to people of color on every continent. I would ask them to see my humanity before my skin color. Then I would ask, what are you fully committed to do to cha- what are you what are you fully committed to do to change a society that has always benefited you?
1: Mm, that's a that's a deep question Mm -hmm. what are you committed to do to change a society that has always benefited you and I feel like and this is just Daryl talking right now um, I feel like that's where a lot of people struggle because you talk about making some systemic changes where people have benefited you know by power Mm -hmm. benefited by finances by structure and you tell them to, to make Changes to those processes and systems that are in place that could impact their power their money They're like nah nah, or they gonna slow the process way down mm-hmm. um, And that's you know, it's not a fear but but um, I think that that's something to consider or think about um, How some people may respond and reply where you put me on an equal plan field with somebody and it could potentially jeopardize them and their outcomes they're going to be like, nah, I'd rather have the upper hand. Yeah. You know? um,
2: It could also be, I mean, if there are people who truly are advocates for change, they could freeze in the fact of like, I might be an advocate for change, but I don't even know where to start, you know? And they're, like you said, a lot. And this person said, this is baked into the structure of America, and I think part of that, mm-hmm. I mean, we say, I'm gonna link to this in every single episode, but we do say, like, go check it, learn and unlearn your history. yeah, I've really enjoyed the scene on radio seeing white podcasts because it has had it's been a process of like learning and unlearning, yeah, um, and then figure out what to do, vote, you know,
1: yeah, so they say it's is baked into our social structure, mm-hmm. and you know what we do to counter that as black people, because it is baked into our social construct. As a black person, I was always taught that if I ever was competing for an opportunity against a white person, I had to make sure that I was better than them. Hmm. Because if I was equal, I would not have the same opportunity or equal opportunity as them. That's for a promotion, that's for a job, so I've always had to work extra hard, I've always had to make sure that I was more knowledgeable. I had to make sure that I presented myself, you know, better because Mm -hmm. if I had the same education as a white person, I did a similar interview. I wore the the similar suit and um, it came down to it. And they had the black guy and the white guy that had all the same experiences. They're going to pick the white guy. So I was taught you have to do better And be better and show up better than any white competition that you have, period, if you want an opportunity. Wow. So just doing, you know, enough wasn't good enough. You always had to go above and beyond and do more, learn more.
0: Man, that's not equity.
1: Nope. So when you talk about how it's baked into our social structure and construct, like on the reverse side, like for us to adapt to it and overcome that. That's how we were taught. That's how we have to prepare ourselves. That's how we have to put ourselves in positions by being better, mm-hmm. showing up. Not only that, you have to make sure that you have no baggage. You've done everything right. Dang. Got the degrees.
2: I mean, to be fair, the most prominent example of this is President Obama, and President
1: 45.
2: Yes. That is the most fair example I can think of. Obama, pristine background, education, experience, everything. Yeah. And then <laughs> here comes. Bozo. Here. Yes. So anyway, okay, so next good right next yes okay. yes yes i'm good the next person um who said what they would say if they had no repercussions that we as black men deserve better than how we are being treated that our lives do have value and we do matter another person said you don't have to always be the superior race be humble Ooh.
1: <laughs> be humble be
2: humble
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah Another person said, "This world, its system is broken for us. It is not designed for us to win like white people. We have to be light years better than the next person to prosper." Mm. I've seen mediocre white people get jobs/slash promotions when there are highly qualified black employees readily available. <laughs> Things like banking, real estate, the law, healthcare, education are not geared for us to have a fair shake. It's frustrating to know that one mistake in life could derail everything i have worked for literally everything you just said ooh
1: mm 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 that is the truth that is the truth i just said it and yeah. and and, mm. and I've, i i you know, i read these and oh man mm mm-hmm. i've seen it and you know what else And then I'm moving on. I'm going to make this one statement. (laughs) And then I'm moving on. I've even seen it to where like white people have been promoted so easily. And then even when a black person has gone above and beyond, there's still a process that they have to go through in order for it to be considered for them to get promoted. Oh, yes. You know? Yep. Mm, Next.
2: Next, I'm sorry. I should say I actually don't know, but um, mm, I, I know. I hear what you're saying. Mm, 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 mm. Um, the next person said, "Stop killing us." Simple.
1: Playing as simple as that. Stop killing us. Simple. It's it's it sounds so simple, don't it? I mean, I. Right. It sounds so simple.
2: Yeah. Uh. You know, be human, be humans, but or yeah, good humans. Be, be humane, like yeah. Stop killing us. Period. Yeah. Another person said the so-called quote unquote good white people would do a lot more good in the world if you actually prevented the mistreatment of people of color in the world by speaking up and acting on wrongdoings. I know it's a difficult task, stepping out alone on that bridge because of the majority, but it would help with the advancement of rectifying some racial divides.
1: That's true. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I know people and i don't want this to get taken the wrong way i know people who like do the side like the little side work like Mm. it's not time for side work anymore like if you're gonna text me or call me to check on me i need to see you like publicly that's what i was telling you remember i said yeah like publicly claim that you are against yeah all forms of racism oppression like now is not the time to be sending me a text by saying, hey, I'm with you. No, 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 buddy. Like, I, Hey, I need you to make a, a public proclamation that you down mm. for the cause. Not that you just with me, but you down for the cause. Like it's, you know, times have passed. Like I appreciate the gesture and, and and you reaching out. But like I need to see public proclamation. I need to know who with me for real, for real.
2: Another person said, most of you are racist or have implicit bias when it comes to minorities, but choose to lie to yourselves about it. But even though you won't admit it, just know that we know.
1: They got black friends. <laughs> that, uh, that clears it all up right there. <laughs> they, they got black friends. Don't knew, you know I, I have friends? knew black, we needed you know, need beer for this one. Don't you know I have black friends? Man. Oh. Go ahead.
2: The next person said, What will it take to see justice? Should cops start killing unarmed white people to get some of them to understand.
1: <laughs> Ooh. All right. Let's keep moving. Okay. Don't read that one again. Okay. You boy.
2: Oh. The um hey then the next person said we are all human and everyone should be treated equally some people need to dig deep and check their soul and heart the next person said i can't think of exactly what i'd say only what i would do i'd continue to mobilize people to vote encourage more black people to run for office and do away with the electoral college
1: wow that's that's a big one right there
2: yeah Yeah, it is. Um, But whoever said that, I'm behind you. Yeah. Um, This person said, uh, "You don't hate me. You fear me." And there's a word after it I can't say on radio. Explicit.
1: (laughs) You don't hate me. You fear me. Explicit word that starts with a P and ends with a Y. You fill in the other letters. There are three of them: a U and a S and a S.
2: (laughs) And I hope your kids can't spell if they're listening.
1: Oh yeah. Um, You don't hate me; you fear me. Explicit. That begins with a P and ends with a Y, and there are three other letters in between: a U, S, S.
2: um, Okay, so next person said, "Black Lives Matter." Black
1: Lives Matter period period period
2: mm-hmm.
1: or if you want to go bold with it exclamation point
2: <laughs> the next person said to look back and find the history of this country the real history not the one they teach you in school but the whole truth 100 percent truth i feel if people knew the real truth and not this whitewashed version then we can all move forward i agree that is why i keep pushing yeah. The true history in that podcast series. Please listen to it. We will link to it below.
1: Yeah. Not what I learned in high school. Or me. Not what I learned in my history class.
2: Nope. Yeah. The next person said, to the white people who refuse to stand behind the Black Lives Matter movement, the reason you can't believe our stories, our pain, and our truth is because you are weak-minded. It sounds impossible to you because if you were in our shoes, you would crumble in an instant. 400 plus years of continuous fighting, mentally, physically, and emotionally, has made us stronger and angrier than ever, so you better be ready. If we wanted to, we could be true, quote unquote, thugs and take over this nation and you know that or else our skin wouldn't be viewed as a weapon by you but instead we're going to take over the right way from the inside out politically that was truth
1: that was power right there
2: that was that was truth
1: the real real when i was listening to that not to take away from that statement because in itself it spoke volume one of my friends um did an interview and um he posed the question to the audience and this was at his church um, and he had an opportunity. His pastor invited him to speak and they kind of addressed it and did a Q&A and an open statement session at the church. And um, and he um, posed the question. If you had an opportunity to trade places with one of your black sisters or brothers and you are white, would you? Zero people raised their hands, zero people said yes. That mm-hmm. in itself spoke volume. He posed that question to the church. Wow. It's a it's a it's a good mixed church. And he said, Any of you white people, if you had the opportunity to trade places with any of your black brothers or sisters, would you? And it went silent. And he said, Please. Show me or demonstrate by raising your hand or standing up. Zero people moved. No hands went up. Nobody stood up. That alone spoke volume. Wow. That means that when I was speaking in the previous episode about unconscious, like it's no longer unconscious. You know,
2: you know,
1: and you know that you wouldn't want to be in the same shoes or in the same position.
2: Mm. Mhm. Um the next person said America does not care about blacks. Another person said the system is crooked. The police are supposed to protect and serve, but the bad cops get protected by the shield. All we want is some accountability and understanding. Mhm. Another person said... All we ask for is justice and human decency. No one is seeking a handout. People have had enough and it's time to make steps in the right direction. Love is the answer, but it starts at home.
1: Sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm.
2: Another person said... We demand a change now. The new generation is here. Another person said... Black Lives Matter, not only to black people but to all. This country was founded to not include blacks as more than property, but if not for black people and immigrants, this country wouldn't be where it is. Our very democracy is being threatened due to a lawless president who does whatever he wants and gets away with it. But he himself and his xenophobic and bigoted comments have fueled the very tumultuous collapse and instability of the moral fabric of this country. Basically, he cares only about himself and doesn't mind using marginalized people for his own benefit. In parentheses, white supremacy, Charlottesville had, quote unquote, very fine people on both sides versus protesters being made equal with those inciting violence and looting. When the looting starts, the shooting starts and quote unquote vicious dogs. All Lives Matter is stealing the narrative. The point we're trying to make is that it is time now, right this minute, for those in a position of authority to stop killing black people. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. That was powerful. Yes,
1: that was powerful.
2: Thank you, whoever shared that.
1: Yep. Uh Uh-oh.
2: Another person said
1: one of my favorite ones right here. (laughs) (laughs) Brace yourselves.
2: Another person said, F you. That's not what they said. This, but F you, let me live.
1: That's right. F you. Let me live. Mm -hmm. Let me live. Yeah. Let me live. Let me live. F you. Let me live
2: and i feel kind of bad because i feel like we're taking away from the power of that statement by not saying the full Boom. word but we do, i i do yeah. hope that people can listen if yeah. their kids are around
1: hey listen reach out to me if you want me to reread this one to you <laughs> reach out to me and i'll give you a call and we'll have a conversation and i'll read some of these to you over the phone to where i can give you the full effect
2: but step outside if the kids are. In. I will definitely step outside. <laughs> okay. um, another person said, I am black and I can be loved, too. That's
1: right. I want to be loved, too. Yeah.
2: Another person said, white people can stop racism today if they wanted to. They just don't want to because they enjoy their privilege.
1: Hmm. That goes back to that that I was speaking on my friend. Mm-hmm. He was like, who would trade places? Mm.
2: People are not going to stand up. No. Another person said racism is alive and flows through all walks of life, businesses, and government. I was called the N word just several weeks ago out of random hate and several minutes after telling my brother how sad it is that black boys and girls have to have specific conversations describing how we have to always be on guard in order to prevent harm, danger and provocation.
1: Man, I believe it too. That's, That's I mean, Oh, I
2: had to
1: pause and take a, take a take a breath for that because um that one hit me in my heart only because i could totally relate to the conversation that parents have to have with their black sons and black daughters about how to handle themselves in certain situations and certain environments and um the fact that this person, you know, was sharing that and then right afterward had to experience what they did with being called the N-word, um, you know, that's that's tough. Uh, when you talk about the black kids um, that, that have to um, hear that talk, first of all, that in itself is emotional and tough. Um, you know usually when you think about the talk like if you heard a, a family or a parent um, talk about the talk black white any race ethnicity like it can mean so many different things like, right
2: usually like oh the birds and bees yeah
1: the birds and the bees so that was a talk but
2: if you're a white family that's the talk
1: yeah but for black families um or, or families with black sons and daughters the talk is something totally different Um, the talk is how to approach certain situations and circumstances and make it out alive like that's the talk it's a life and death talk Mm -hmm. and um, for the person who sent that in and who like had that talk or was speaking on behalf of that talk and then had to go out and experience racism as to why they even had to have the talk like that hurts. And, and I can relate. And and it, you know, it hits me emotionally because, um, you know, I I'll tell a quick story. And, and I know for time's sake, I, I don't want to be too long. But um, my my wife and I, we were driving back home from. Um, being out and just doing some shopping and things and a and little black boy uh, was out in his yard messing around and, and he threw something and hit our car with it and um, I backed up and I pulled into his driveway and beat my horn and, and I asked him where was his dad and his dad came out there and I told him I said hey like I'm not saying this so that you discipline your son or however you want to handle it but he threw something and it hit my car And his dad was like, What is your car? Okay, I'm like, I don't care about my car. Like, the point of me pulling in and and talking to you is not about my car, it's the fact that he could have been out here playing around and threw whatever he threw and mistakenly hit the wrong person's car because he was black. That could have caused him his life. You know, they could have pulled out a gun and shot him and said, I felt threatened. He was throwing something at me. My life was in danger. Um, Or they could have called the police and said, somebody's out here throwing stuff at people's cars. And the police could have came and got involved. And, you know, that could have went a totally different way right now. So, um, like, that's why it hurts. So I told him, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm not telling on your son. I'm hoping that this is a learning opportunity for him so that he knows that he can't make these kind of mistakes like even though he's a 10-year-old kid out here in his driveway playing and and you know they're doing what what kids do he he does not have the privilege to make those type of mistakes because if it wasn't me and I didn't care enough to back up and come and let you know so that you can keep an eye out on him and educate him on the mistakes that he can and can't make. That's tough. That's tough.
2: Yeah. <sighs> um. Another person said, <laughs> this is pretty good. And I'm just going to call it out because I'm just going to say, this is family. Um, that said this? Yeah. Okay vote and stay out the way blood is thicker than water but i need both to live Ooh. i was like all right fam
1: yeah vote and stay out the way mm-hmm. blood is thicker than water but i need both to live yeah blood is thicker than water but i need both to live
0: mm-hmm.
1: mm.
2: another person said educate yourself on how this country was founded and still runs yeah. yes Another person said, even with repercussions, I want everyone to know we need drastic change made at every level. Another person said, you can't be a Christian and have hate in your heart. Don't hide your feelings. I'd rather know who I'm dealing with instead of a snake that might bite me when I'm not looking. Wow. Dang.
1: A lot of people hide behind that Christian Mm -hmm. wall. Like... They build that wall up, I'm a Christian, and hide behind it, and throw out daggers from behind that wall.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I know a lot of people that do that.
0: Yep.
2: Another person said, people will always show you who they are, even when they engage in deceit. While I don't believe in engaging in absolutes, pay attention to who says they will support you and how they actually do so. If they are willing to risk their position or status to do to do so, then they are a true ally. Anything else is false advertising. Mm. Another person said, own your stuff. Stop making excuses and do your jobs the right way. <laughs> yes.
1: All of that. I all can't that. believe they went with stuff as their S word. I
2: know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you didn't edit that, did you? No, no I did not at all. I'm just joking, I know you didn't. We we actually these We're are seeing real voices. Those. Yeah, we see them all. I can't believe they went with stuff as the S word. I know. <laughs> no, no, but seriously though. Own your stuff. Stop mm-hmm. making excuses and do your jobs the right way. That's right. Equity. Inclusivity. Yeah.
2: Um, the another person said F people who aren't willing to accept us un- unapologetically.
1: That's right. F these people who are willing to accept us unapologetically. F these people, man.
2: That's right. Another person said, be the change you want to see in the world. Stop looking for handouts and somebody to give you something. Interesting. Ooh.
1: Yeah, I, I get it. And you know what yeah. that is? I'll speak on that real quick. Like, that's kind of also part of the way like that that's that competitive mentality like Mm -hmm. like i was telling you earlier about how we have to be better than Mm -hmm. that's a part of that mentality right there like be the change man like you ain't got time you know how the world is you know how things are and and one of the things that is is um you know it's tough but but i understand but it's tough Um, And I heard somebody even say it in a meeting that I sat in recently. Um, They were like, the laws and the policies that are in place right now, we have to abide by those until we can change those. Mm. So when this person said, be the change you want to see, like, I get it. Yeah. Because I just literally heard somebody say in a open conversation that they did for everything that's going on. This person said, "Ah, like, But I got these policies that are in place right now that I have to abide by. I'm just like, golly, if I could just come through the screen and just punch you in your throat. (laughs) Like, that's really what I was thinking. I was like, if I could just come through the screen and just punch you in your throat, like, that's what I would do. Like, listen to what you're saying. Yeah, we we know that we know that that's why we saying change needs to happen. Some of it sooner rather than later. Yes, yeah. and the fact that you can say, "Well, we have these policies, policies, and things that are in place that we have to abide by now." Like, whew, so when this person said that, like, I know, I, I know, it could seem like it's kind of um, like backwards or nuanced, but like, you, you that's how right now we have to be the change that we want to see. Like, we can't look to nobody else to do anything for us until the policies that are in place change until things change. It's like, we're not gonna be given grace in this grace period as a black person. Yeah, We're not gonna be given grace in this grace period whereas we have the policies in place now and we're fighting for change to get the policies here. And in between that, we still gonna be held to the same standards and be treated the same way in between. We're not going to be giving grace. I don't care what nobody saying. They're like, oh, I'm woke now. Believe that if you want to, because you still black. Mm. You are still black. And that's the thing. That's why we're trying to shorten that bridge, shorten that distance in between when those policy changes happen. And that happens with voting, just like the person said a couple of, um, you know, a couple of voices up, like, go out and vote. Like blood is thick in water, but I need both to live. Go out and vote. So when this person said be the change that you want to see, like, I get it, man. I get it. I totally understand 100% because like people keep saying it's not going to happen overnight. Oh, trust me. I know. This fight, this battle, this movement. We talking about 400 years plus. Oh, yeah. we know it's not going to happen overnight. So, so, I don't want to, you know, discredit this person for saying that, not saying that you were not saying that you were doing that, but i I get it. hundred and ten percent, I get it. Can't mm-hmm. look to nobody to bail you out. You can't look to nobody for no handouts. You can't look for nobody to do it for you, because at the end of the day, no matter if you know you're in a certain position now, until the policies change. Just like I heard in that meeting I was in, them people gotta abide by them policies. So you're still held to the same standards and you're still black.
0: Mm,
2: That's powerful. Another person said, I cannot choose the color of my skin. I have no choice but to have black children. Change needs to happen now, capital now. Burn it to the ground and rebuild. Another person said, Change your effing policies if you are really with us. Another person said, Get your knee off of our neck and keep it off. Another person said... I don't care about how white people are feeling. I don't care about their guilt. I don't want to hear about how their hearts are with me right now. Are your actions, I want to see you put yourself out there the way we are willing to put ourselves out there. I want to see you continue to discuss it, use your white privilege to put pressure on those who need that pressure. I want real action, not empty sympathetic words. I want police officers held accountable, charged, and going to jail. I want any person, company, or organization that is out here perpetuating perpetuating racism to lose every opportunity that is available to them permanently. That's what I want.
1: There it is. You heard it again. That's a strong, I don't want strong to statement. hear about how your hearts are with me right now. Mm-hmm. That's what stood out in that statement and talked about it in previous episodes. Yep. We want to see those actions. We want to see those actions.
2: Another person said, less talk, more action. Actually interview and hire people of color. Celebrate all minority holidays or cultures. Play music in rec centers that represents more than just white people.
1: Oh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> 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 you feel that one person? Oh, that was, yeah. That was, <laughs> hey, hey. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Not wrong. All
2: right. Um, Another person said, for as exhausting as it is to deal with white supremacy on a daily basis, the homophobia and transphobia within the black community can be equally as exhausting. I would tell certain people whom I have tremendous respect for that their attack on my humanity as we fight together for our humanity is effing ridiculous. They are no better than the white people who post solidarity messages on social media only to show their true feelings in private. The difference is most people assume I am straight. So they feel comfortable showing their true colors when I'm around. And I wind up doing what black people often do when encountered with racial microaggressions, take it and live to fight another day.
0: Mm, mm,
1: mm. Man, I I told you, I know I told you, but I'll share it since we doing this. Um, Episode and 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 that was you know that entire statement was a powerful statement, um and and the part at the end is what really kind of jumped out at me with those microaggressions. Did I th- I didn't tell you about this I share so, at work me as an administrator black administrator high, on the um, org chart you know, almost top of the food chain. I had somebody come to me in my office after they were directed to me by my my staff who does a great job at what they do and this person walked into my office and was like hey i have an issue and they expressed what their issue was and i expressed you know my solution to the issue and tried to give them some recommendations and suggestions to not have to deal with that issue again And I gave them an opportunity to, you know, explore some different ways so that they wouldn't have to deal with that issue. This is what they did. They looked at me and say, well, they brought me to your office. Can I go talk to the person who's really in charge? (laughs) I kid you not, I'm not making this up. I kid you not. They looked at me and they said, I know that they brought me to your office and I hear what you're saying, but can I go talk to the person who's really in charge? And, and, and I looked at him and I was like, when you say really in charge, what do you mean? And they were like, like, I know it can't be you. Like, who's really in charge? Who's really running this place? That, that's who I need to talk to. And I was just like, well, it's me. And if you want to email our director, by all means, go for it. But when you're talking about this facility and who oversees the operations of this facility, I am that person. I am that guy. I am in charge. I've done everything that I can to help you. And if you don't feel like I've done enough to help you, by all means, go to our website, pull up the email address, and send the email to our director. That's what he said. He asked me. Is it was just a white dude.
2: Did we have this conversation? I don't think. I'm...
1: Yeah, we had this conversation. We... Yeah, we talked about it. It was a while ago. Oh, okay. It was a while ago. Not recent, because I haven't been to work recently. I haven't been to work in like three
2: months. Oh, yeah, that's true. We been...
1: Shoot. We've no, been, this, this we've
0: is a been here. While
2: ago.
1: This was a while ago. Probably about, Probably about a year ago okay about a year a year ago but yeah the dude looked at me dead smacking my face and said okay that nah, like who's really in charge like wow. it can't be you like who's really in charge let and me
2: i mean i have to can i assume it was a white person
1: Yeah, it was a white dude yeah of he was probably about in his mid 50s mid 50s faculty member yeah he said yeah who's really in charge like it can't be you like i'm not listening to you nothing you says is relevant let me talk to the if if he could have said what uh, or if i could say what i thought he was thinking That's not let me talk to the white dude that's really in charge who's gonna help me with my problems and solve this issue and give me what i want like okay black dude like get out my face like you don't run anything here let me go talk to the white dude who's really in charge and as i say that i'm like dang my director is a white dude (laughs) But anyways, but like that's I felt like if he said what was really yeah. in his heart and what yeah. was really in his mind, that's what he was probably thinking, like, okay, like, okay, I'll just go past you. like let me talk to the the white dude who's really in charge,
2: okay, but don't leave us hanging. like, what did he what happened? Did he go?
1: I'm pretty sure he sent an email. Um, I have to think back, um, uh, I know that I didn't hear any more from him, Oh, okay, um and and I know that he did not go upstairs. You know, mm-hmm. to the admin suite to talk to the person, uh, talk to my boss. But um, I, I know I told him, I said, hey, I gave him that option. I was like, hey, I am that person. And, and I do know that uh, I hope that, you know, my director, he probably would have said, hey, you know, this is who you need to go talk to. This is who oversees the operations. And he's good for that. And he has done that previously. So. Um, he does support me in that way, but yeah, this dude was just like, nah, let me go talk to the person who's really in charge. And I feel like if I could have read his mind, it probably would have been like, let me go talk to the white dude who's going to help me out, who really running things around here. Not you. (sighs) N-word. (laughs) N-word. All right, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Um, the next person said, as a black man in America, I am not a threat. Another person said, live my life as a black man for one day and then tell me there are no racial issues to deal with or better yet, after that one day, come back and give me a solution.
1: Wow. That there it is again.
2: There it is again.
1: Live one day in my shoes Mm -hmm. and then come back to me and talk to me. Don't just live one day in my shoes, staying at the crib like
2: out in the world yeah
1: go out there put yourself out there in my my job in my job in the mall at the store Mm. put yourself out there in my shoes and then come back and holler at me and and we can talk how many people gonna raise their hand to do that (laughs) and i ain't talking about no blackface either all right come on keep going keep going keep going keep going. i know i ain't trying to stir the pot
2: i know (sighs) Another person said, just because you, quote, unquote, don't see color doesn't mean you're not part of the problem. It's the silent folks that make this seem like it is okay. Another person said, I would ask, why do you despise us so much? How can some of you be so blind to the plight of black people, specifically black people, but also people of color in general? Is it you just don't care or do you think we deserve it? And if so, why? Mm. Another person said, we need change and how to make that change. We need leaders who are in the same stride and represent the diverse culture of black people. We need we need a Senate of black people who will listen to us fight for changing the system and corralling black people in efforts to drive our actions to a common purpose and goal. Ooh. Mm. Oh, I went too far.
1: I got it. You want me to jump in there? Oh, you I got, got it. it. Oh, I'm about to say another, per-
2: <laughs> another person said acknowledge, get involved, invoke change. Hmm. Somebody else said don't prejudge people. Make informed opinions on a situation to situation basis. Hear and digest facts.
1: Facts. Facts. I feel like I'm the ad-lib guy like in the rap
0: song. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Cali. <Kelly!
2: laughs> Another facts. <laughs> Emphasize the important words. <laughs> Another person said, Don't assume that because I happen to be a person of color that I qualify to speak for all black and brown people.
1: Man, hey, listen.
2: I knew you'd have something to say.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Ooh. And 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 I know a lot of people in my profession that are black will be able to understand this. So in most university recreation facilities, That have basketball courts. Mm -hmm. There are, you know, depending on how many courts you have, ways that the courts are separated. You have an A court and the B court or a court one and a court two. The A court or the court one is where the competition happens, which typically consists of a whole bunch of black people. You know who they put up there or who they send up there or who they ask to go up there and deal with those people? The black people that work for the department. All one of them or two of them or however many in your department. They put us on the A court or the court one. So, you know, I don't know. Here's another one. When something's going on or there's an issue with the black person, at work and I've experienced this and 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 I'm not pointing the finger and I'm not blaming anybody and I get it that you know some people may not feel comfortable going to talk to the the black people (laughs) it's like hey we had this issue real quick do you mind um helping this person out I'm like oh yeah sure cool I send the email out the person coming to my office to talk to them as soon as they walk in I'm like go figure why they gonna have me talk to the black person you know what I mean no. Uh, oh, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. No, you don't know what I mean. No. <laughs> you don't know what I mean. But, okay, I'm going to get off the soapbox. Man, man, this is speaking volumes. Like, I, I can't speak for all black people, and just because a black person do not mean that the black person is going to try to hear what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying?
2: I think, no, no, you don't know what I'm saying. But I think that's good perspective. But, yeah. You can't speak for I can't everybody. can't speak for
1: all black people, yeah. and then you can't have me speak to all black people.
2: It's the same. I can't speak for all white people. That would be ridiculous. Uh,
1: craziness. So don't assume it, y'all. This person said it loud and clear. Don't assume it. <laughs> but the way that things are right now, if you do need me to go talk to one of my brother, brothers or sisters, my black brothers or sisters, call on me. I will be there because I can't let them just go out and, and do something crazy because the way we're feeling right now, we might slap people. <laughs> so I don't want you to put yourself in a position to get slapped. Call on me. I'll be there. (laughs) That was a setup for this next statement. I know. That was a perfect setup. Go ahead. Read it. Read it.
2: The next statement is only four words.
1: You got to read it right because I'm coming right behind you to read it.
2: Okay. See, we told you.
1: See, we told you. We we told you. See, we told you. Y'all ain't want to listen. Colin Kaepernick took the knee told y'all what was going down four years ago he told you what y'all did when he told you y'all kicked that man out of his job out of his career see we told you four years later it's like look see we told you y'all ain't want to listen y'all ain't want to hear us but now y'all got to deal with us see we told you we told you see we told you all right go ahead sorry (laughs) If you can't tell, man, y'all don't know how fired up I am right now, man. My peoples came through with their voices, and I I get a chance to share their voices. I know. And like when I'm reading them, all of that energy, like I, like my heart, like I feel it, like in my spirit, in my soul, I can feel all of this, all of these voices. It's heavy, y'all. And after we're done with this episode, I'm being honest right now. I know I'm, I'm. clowning a little bit but i'm very serious like after this i'm gonna have to like recoup and recover because i feel every last one of these in my spirit and in my soul um because these are my black brothers and sisters crying out to be heard and because of our platform i took on this task and this responsibility and i want to make sure that i do it justice but just so that y'all know like i feel it all and i get it and and um When I read that statement back, see, we told you like that just kind of was just like, man, like we've been saying this for so long. We've been fighting this fight for so long. We've been crying for so long. We've been hurting for so long. We've been pressed down, kneeled on for so long. And it's like now it has bubbled over and it's like we told you we told you. And you didn't do anything about it. You didn't make any moves. You didn't take us seriously. You didn't hear us. You would not listen to us. We told you. So I felt that. Um, and, And that's why I said it like that and why I read it like that. Because that's how we are feeling as this person shared their voice and are coming to me. In April to share it out to you all. I want to make sure that you get it and you understand it and you feel it the way that I do. See, we told you.
2: And I'm just cracking up because this is honestly as your wife. And I love you so, so, so much. And the past two weeks have been really hard for me to see you. And just, and just, and to see every, and to see everybody, but it's been really hard for me to see you. And so it's very, um, heartwarming, I guess, to just see the energy and to see just that they're the joy, you know? Um, so the next person said, don't give me any platitudes about your embrace of diversity and inclusion when your administration, cabinet, and leadership fails to have someone who looks like me. You allow black and brown people to leave in droves, but make ways for white colleagues to realize promotion. Until there is a change, real change in hiring and promotion and salary equity. There will never be real embrace of diversity and you will never realize inclusion.
1: Yeah. That's a powerful statement in itself as well. Um, I kind of alluded to it a little bit about promotional opportunities where you see, you know, white people get opportunities and get promoted and get, you know salary increases with almost minimal effort and when a black person or a person of color um ask about those opportunities we're kind of told or treated like be thankful for what you have be Mm. thankful for where you are or if not it's a process whereas you've seen some of your white counterparts just kind of move through it and an announcement is made but for you You know, you have to go through a six month period of trial and then you have to go through the HR process and then it happens. Um, So I completely understand what this person is saying. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. I've been on the other side of it um, to where I've been that person that, you know, did not get the fair opportunity and did not get the promotion. Did not get the raise to see my white counterparts get it. That I felt like I performed um, at at least equally or outperformed them. Um, So, yeah.
2: Another person um, told us a story. I was living in a bubble for my schooling years. I do remember being called an N-word one time in high school by a baseball teammate. Other than that, I didn't face any real racism. However, after graduating from college and landing my first job, racism reared its ugly head. My first job was in Laurel, Mississippi, and I worked for Schlumberger Oilfield Services. On my first week at the job, I was in the backseat of the company's truck with four other white men. We were at a gas station, and a black gentleman came out of the store in a suit. The white guy sitting next to me proceeded to say, man, that's something you don't see every day N word in a monkey suit. I looked at him with cold dead eyes, but I said nothing and didn't report anything. It was my first job and I was never prepared for to face racism. There were so many racist instances when it came to this job. Another one that stood out was when I came back from a client's and I was unloading the company truck. I walk toward the shop and I see about six of my white coworkers who are who were drinking. One of them says to me, why don't you be a good little N-word and move those boxes where they belong? I was shocked, went into the office, and contemplated quitting. I never did, and again it went unreported. I ended up being laid off from the job during the recession, but I was better for it.
1: Ooh, so, it's a couple of things that I want to quickly unpack in that um, because um, working in higher education, I want to make sure that if any of those representatives are listening, they understand this. Um, We use the term safe space um, over and over and over. But what truly is a safe space for a black man? Like I'm just being 100 percent honest. What is truly a safe space for a black man? Um, for this person to go through college um and have to um, deal with this after college like that's sad like that hurts um and and even in college like I feel like and, and I know that i i started mentor a mentor group um and I know that there are other Uh, programs on on the campus that I work on that have opportunities to where when I talk to these students like I give them the real real I'm like like cool this is a safe place for you on campus whatever that looks like to you but hey it's the real deal out here man people gonna treat you crazy people gonna talk to you crazy and you gotta know how to handle yourself and you gotta know how to stand up for yourself and the fact that you know this person didn't feel like they were in a place or for whatever reason to report it um, speaks volumes in itself. And, you know, we kind of get to that point to where we're just like, we're not gonna report it because there's gonna be no repercussion. Nothing's gonna happen. We're gonna report it, they're gonna bring us in and say, thank you for reporting this. We got it, we'll file it away. Nothing happens and it happens again. And we report it and they file it away and nothing happens. And it happened again and report it and they file away um and the way that the system's set up they look out for each other you know um this person was in a truck with you know four white people and if he would have reported it one could have easily went in there and said oh no it didn't happen like that and another could have came in there and said no that didn't happen like that's heavy that's a lot um so For the person who sent this, like, I'm with you. I get it. I mean, it's happened to me before. I've been called an N-word, you know, and and I've learned as I've progressed as a professional. I'm like, I'm going to report it and I'm keeping track and documenting it myself of me reporting it. And, um, you know, for anybody else that's listening, if this happens to you, like, report it and keep document of it and track it. And even if you feel like you have to get legal representation, I would say do so because what the responsibilities of the HR um, department is for organizations is to look out for the best interest of the organization. First and foremost, I'm just being honest. So when they tell you they got your best interest at heart or they care about you or they're looking out for you, you're not number one. So if you come with anything that can and jeopardize or put pressure on the organization or company or business that you work with it's hr responsibility to take care of the business the organization or the company first and Mm. then you as an employee i know they say hey report it Mm -mm. we got resources we're here but i'm telling you what hr's responsibility is so You just got to be careful. You just got to take care of yourself. You got to look out for yourself and report it and keep track of it. And then if you have to take it legal measures, by all means, do it. Because when you let them take advantage of you once, they're going to keep doing it over and over and over. And the fact that you didn't report it, they're going to be like, oh, he's not going to say anything. And I get to express myself however I feel like it. And I'm going to be okay.
2: And like you said, It may not have been the safe space to even report it.
1: Yeah. We talk about safe (laughs) spaces and we teach those in higher ed, but it's like, what about when they leave campus?
2: Can I, I just want to say something to that really quick is that I feel like if there are predominantly white institutions that see if you, if they, if they see that, black or people of color professionals are leaving right that should be cause of concern not just for your hr diversity counts it should be a cause of concern for what you just said because i feel like we tend to look at higher education as like a bubble because it is a bubble yeah um, there, it may not always be a safe space for students and especially black students or students of color, but it's going to be a lot safer than like what you were talking about. And if they do not have faculty and staff mentors that are black or that are other people of color to help mentor them about the real world outside of the bubble of higher education, then what happens? You know, this this story This is what happens yeah
1: smacked in the face by it yeah so yeah
2: um okay so the next person said black faces in high places won't fix our problems you have to help me with this reference too also terry cruz was right
1: I know who Terry Crews. I do is. enjoy
2: Terry Crews. I don't know what he was right about. I don't but know what he was I, right about,
1: but he was right though. Yeah. <laughs> black faces in high places won't fix our problem.
2: Yeah. Um, another person said, "I don't really have a story." I have been privileged as a black man in America. I've had very little interactions with the police. None have been positive, but nothing negative enough to cast me as a victim. I still have had to face racism and prejudice in other ways, not in the form of police brutality. So I can still understand and feel the pain that other people of color feel and should not make me any less black. My point being that we should be careful of elitism within our own circle. There are a lot of deep rooted issues when it comes to blacks judging other blacks, simply because not all black people were raised in the ghetto and not all black people had opportunities to succeed. There should not be any gatekeeping. We are all in the same fight and we all, I hope would want the same outcome. The journey to the end must the, the journey to the end just may vary slightly between each person
1: yeah good statement good point
2: Another person said, don't feel sorry for me. Don't waste your time marching for me. Don't think knocking over some Confederate monuments will make me feel better. I don't need you to be my voice. Hear my voice. See my pain and struggle. Fight for equity and equality, even if that means giving up some of the advantages you have. I'm not a prize to be one. I'm your equal. Mmm. Mmm, mm, mmm. Another person said, don't dismiss my pain and struggles just because you don't see it doesn't mean it isn't there. You, parentheses, white people continue to treat people of color as second class citizens. You won't admit it, but you also wouldn't want to spend a day in our shoes.
1: Mm, There it is again.
2: Again. Again. My story is simple. I'm a first generation student who has a master's degree and will be going for my doctorate degree in higher education administration. My aspirations are to be a university president one day.
1: That's what I'm talking yes. about. Yes. Do it. Do it. Uh oh.
2: I would tell Trump that a good president brings his people together. United, we stand stronger. When Obama was in the chair, the people got along. He put a bandage over the hurt and pain that our black people suffered from for so long and be- and we began to heal. When 45 got in the chair, he snatched that bandage off and the sheets came back out of the closet. He is the main reason for hate and racism in America right now. Mm.
1: Oh Lordy Day. You just let me yep, know when sorry. you need me to go. I got it. I got okay. it. I
2: just keep going too far. Another person said, I pray these riots and masses continue to take place even with a pandemic going on because it's working and it's gonna it's going to create a change. I'm sick of racist people, especially those who swore under oath to protect everyone. That's the worst part. They abuse power and continue to continue to because they know they can get away with it they say if a good cop reports a corrupt cop there's an endangerment to the force and it could become they could become employ unemployable who knows what other cops have seen and we haven't one day change will come as long as we continue to fight
1: that's right we gotta fight
0: oh my goodness
2: wrong one Another person said the police have to be truly have to truly be a part of the community. Get to know people there. I've seen a lot of talk of defunding the police this week, and I am leaning towards that route. There needs to be a lot more accountability and no more for those things that truly do not improve the communities they serve. These funds should be used for more proactive approaches to improve the lives and conditions of each community and city. Mm Hmm. We have another story. This person said, In high school, I was one of two black girls on my softball team. When I made it to varsity, I was so excited to finally show off my skills and talents. I was the quickest, most agile player on the team. I had great field IQ and really knew how to read the other team because I took the time to study them. Those are the reasons I believed I moved up to varsity because that would make sense, right? Apparently not. Instead, I rode the bench and I thought it was because coach was just playing her favorites. That was the only explanation that made sense to me because I was better than most of my teammates. Well, one day after practice, I asked my coach what I could do to get back off the bench. And this old white man looked at me, looked into my 17 year old eyes and told me, you're black black people run fast we just need you to run bases when we fall behind i said but coach i can help us not fall behind i can keep us ahead and he said we may be better with you on the field but we're gonna use you to do what you do best and that's run fast know your place all my life i have felt like a black girl in a white girl world a world that i don't belong in that needs to change
0: mm
1: know your place man if I could tell you how many times that that has been insinuated to me know your place how many other black people out there can relate with me and get with me in saying that they have been told or it has been insinuated for you to know your place hmm whoo
2: another person said how ignorant or deaf do people have to be to continue to believe that Colin Kaepernick kneeling was about the flag and the military
1: drew Brace.
2: Oh, I'm Mm. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Another person said, I commute to work every day, and during my drive, I use a radar detector. Not because I speed, but because I want to avoid interacting with the police at all costs.
1: That's kind of like us. Like yeah. when we're traveling, we take certain roads, we avoid certain routes and yeah. roads, we go certain ways.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, we get it because yeah. she with me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Now you can say yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I do know this one.
2: Yes. (laughs) Another person said, I feel that hate has been around for a long time, but has been an undercurrent. But within the four year, the last four years, people have been empowered to display this hate more boldly. Yeah, I agree. I just want to say that black lives matter. We have been killed, dehumanized, and mentally abused for far too long. They have held us down from job positions, our families, and even ourselves. They have oppressed us and treated us like animals. We must stand as one and demand justice. We are fighting for our children and future generations to come. The war is not over, but we must stand. Get your knee off my neck.
1: Get it off. Get it up off me.
2: That was very powerful. Another person said... My tales of racial encounters are not going to outweigh any other persons on the planet. It's all painful, degrading, disgusting, and disgraceful. The degree or level of racist encounter doesn't make a difference unless death or physical injury is involved. All the encounters hurt. If you can't feel my pain or see my hurt, then shame on you. Stay black, stay woke, and fight the fight.
1: Fight the fight. I really do feel like I'm the ad lib person. You are. <laughs> fight it's the okay, fight. I like
2: that. Um this is a good this is a story and it's from the healthcare perspective. Which is not a field that we are in, so it was um good to hear this.
1: And the story it is.
2: Yeah. In regards to current events, <clears throat> the same attention needs to be applied to medicine and healthcare. Racism still exists in healthcare, especially to black and brown healthcare providers and patients. For instance, during an EMT shift, this person is an EMT. Okay. I had a call where a patient was being discharged from a major Detroit hospital. A black man in his early 40s, left sided weakness post CVA. Cerebral vascular accident or stroke for all of us who do not understand that language and being transported to a rehab facility during transport, it appeared that there was a miscommunication between the nurse and the social worker who were both white regarding the location, transport, the discard, the the discharged patient. During transport and completing secondary assessment, I noticed that the patient was fully alert and oriented despite their physical condition. While interviewing and learning the man's story, it appears that the staff at the hospital was not listening to the patient's wishes for the next steps in his care. The patient felt comfortable expressing that he did not want to go to the rehab facility that my partner and I were transporting him to because the facility was not equipped and he felt that his care would be in jeopardy. Upon arrival, the the nurses were not happy. The patient's wife, who was also a nurse, was upset that the hospital sent her husband to this facility and feared for her her husband's safety. It was a mess. My partner at the time, a young white man in his early 20s, was pouring gasoline on the fire with the situation from his tone of voice and seemed to be anxious around upset black people. Someone had to step up and pour water on the fire. While my young partner was confused with the situation and I my While well, my young partner was confused with the situation and I could tell it was in my best interest to diffuse the situation by listening to the wife, the patient and the rehab facility staff respectfully and collaborate to figure out the next steps in a calm manner. Next, it was presenting options for the patient and doing the best possible to meet his wishes, which was going back to the hospital until the patient and his wife could work things out with the social worker on the next steps in his care or staying at the facility. My partner wasn't happy that we had to go back to the same hospital with the same patient, but it was the right thing to do and in the best interest of the patient under our care. It is rewarding when you look in your patient's eyes and they tell you, thank you. I did not feel safe at that facility, and I don't understand why I was sent there in the first place after countlessly requesting not to be and the wife was kind enough to express thanks. I can't imagine if I wasn't there what the end result would be in that situation. This may explain why the statistics of the health of black and brown communities are not good. It may explain why there's a lack of trust and a need for improving patient-provider relationships. The list can go on. On a positive note, the shift in current events creates opportunities to improve racism and quality care in healthcare.
0: Hmm.
1: Man, and that happens so often, mm-hmm. so often. Mm.
2: Um, The last one that somebody said was just, thank you for giving me an outlet to express.
1: That right there was uh, much love. Like, yeah, I feel like that's what, um, you know, that's what we're here for. And that's the whole reason why I set out to do this is to give you an outlet and to capture your voices and to share your voices back out. Um, Because I know I was talking about safe spaces earlier. And even though some people may identify a space as safe, uh, for us as black people still may not feel safe in that space and we still may feel that anything said can and will be held against you. So for me to provide this opportunity and this outlet for you to share your voices and feel safe doing it and allowing me the opportunity Um, And the privilege to share them back out for you. Um, You are welcome. You're welcome.
2: Yeah. And from my viewpoint, thank you for being vulnerable. um, And for opening up and for trusting us with your voices. I hope that we did you.
1: Justice. Justice. Yeah. 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 It's love. It's love.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: All right. Well, this was a long episode. It was uh, a long episode. But, Please
2: listen; it's really important. Yeah,
1: we said we were going to share these voices. Mm-hmm. We're not in it for the publicity. We're not in it for any show. Um, we literally are holding true to our word and said that we would share these yeah. voices, and um, that's what we're doing, and that's yeah. what we're going to continue to do. So,
2: and I would say, if you hear this and you just think like there are other people that need to hear this, d- just share it. Yeah, share you it. You know, out. share it out. I think like daryl said we're really our hearts were just we really wanted to i think be an outlet and to let people express and so if you are like other people need to hear this or like my colleagues need to hear this or my family needs to hear this feel free to share it
1: yeah absolutely share it out yeah and if you want to reach out to us and find out more definitely do that
2: mm-hmm. so
0: yep
1: all right that's it that's it until the next time Bye. Peace.
0: Hey,
2: everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on any podcast platform and make sure that you rate us. Also, we do have a YouTube channel if you prefer to watch our antics, and we also provide closed captioning.
1: And if you want to know more about us, go check us out on our website at successinblackandwhite.com or you can reach out to us directly on social media. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all platforms.
2: And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all platforms.